What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. It's your boy, Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai, and this is episode 19. Uh, I had to look down at the paper because I forgot what episode it was. Um, that opening that I did was a shout-out to the homie Dogface208. If you saw his viral video, uh, he was skateboarding to work because he was late. His car broke down, and um, he does a bunch of videos where real positive dancing and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he was down on his luck. He got a bunch of donations. Uh, Ocean Spray came through and hooked him up with a truck. And, yo, that video that he did was such a vibe that a lot of people jumped on that. And I did, too, because, man, that's a positive vibe that we kind of need right now. Everybody's kind of, you know, up in arms and ready for this election and dealing with corona and joblessness and homelessness and racism and, you know, just all of this stuff, man. And I just want to shout out Dogface208 for that vibe that um, at least got a bunch of us. Uh, going real hard on that Fleetwood Mac. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, don't forget, if you like this show, please uh, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Share with your buddies. And hit the notification bell if you want to know, you know, when I'm dropping these or when we got some technique videos coming out or anything like that. Um, don't forget, if you want to come by the gym, you have to hit us up with an email. Go to www.luckysmt.com and drop us a message there. And we look forward to meeting you, man. We're still keeping the classes small, but the gym is growing exponentially. So we'll add more classes and that way we can keep the classes still uh, within uh, a small range of people. So everybody's not so close and tight up together. Still doing a lot of work outside. So anyway, I hope you guys stop by and uh, you can reach us at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram too. If you just want to drop me a line uh, to shout out the show or to ask us more about the gym. <sighs> Moving on. Oh, yeah. We're, on the show today, we're going to have my boy Eric Faden. He fought this weekend. He's going to talk a little bit about his meat company, and we're going to talk a little bit about him fighting and what that was like for him. So let's talk about the fights. All right. Shout out to Komodo. This might be my last actual word, the time that I say shout out. Um, but big love to Komodo Training Center for putting on the fights. Uh, Darwin for you know just making it all happen. We are truly appreciative and we hope to be back soon and get these guys back on the mats and moving around. Everybody's got to, you know, shake the cobwebs off a little bit. It's a lot different on the mat than it is, obviously, in the gym. Okay, so we got a bunch of second-place finishes and one third-place finish because two of the guys were in the same category. They took second and third. Let's first talk about Faden, who is going to be on the show later. And his, here's a guy who came in to the gym very sort of gung-ho about things. I, he played rugby. He's played some sports in the past. And he was doing pretty well. He was kind of on his way. And then he went to a softball game and blew his knee out. Yo, the dude came in right after he heard it and basically sat in a chair boxing, went through the surgery, came back, sat in a chair boxing on a bag until he was able to stand and then here he is, you know, a number of months later, I won't say how many, but he actually is competing. Um, and he went out there and did some great things. He caught kicks. He was, you know, it was very action packed, but he also did some wild things, which was not bad um, per se. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Connor when he fought Floyd um, in that he was throwing some really unorthodox punches at times. I'll just say that. But the uh, important thing was that he went out there and he fought really aggressively and really brought the fight and brought the energy. And I think, you know, for a first-time fighter, that's a big deal. He wasn't afraid to like, get in the fire and mix it up. 
and he did some really good instinctual catching the kick and countering and that those kind of things. It wasn't clean. And I think that was the main issue um, that pushed the judges the other way is that it just there was moments where he could have done more or that he did great, but it didn't look as clean as, say, the other guy's shots that he landed. But he did a fantastic job. So, you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of brightness in Eric Faden's future as far as this goes. Ah, my two guys have fought in the same division. Both have only been with me for a short time. This is not an excuse. It's only that we haven't had a lot of time to work on a lot of things. But I felt like, you know, one of them, I thought he was already pretty good. Good enough for us to sit him in there and let's see what he's got. And the other one asked me sort of late. And my main issue was, for both of them, was cardio. You know, if you haven't really worked on your cardio enough, you're going to need to do that leading up to this Um and if I felt like they were doing pretty good with that, but you know, you it takes time to, to build a base and it takes time to understand, like you don't even know what you're getting into. When they ring that bell and your adrenaline shoots through the roof and you're, you know, ah, um, that you burn through that cardio pretty quick. And they were fighting a gentleman who was, you know, old, rough and rugged. And he just was destined to be there that day. He did not want to move back at all. And he didn't, he took some heavy shots in the first round with uh, one of my guys, they went to, you know, went three rounds and it was, uh, it was a good fight. He never moved back. Um, I think, you know, what the one thing I noticed with some of the guys, most of the guys, especially the guys that are just starting out was their movement, their forward motion. You know, a lot of times I, I feel like that if you really want to win a fight, you have to progress forward. A lot of guys can counter, that's not everyone. A lot of guys can spend their whole career countering, but that's not everybody, right? You have got to press forward, especially at moments when you've had success. You land something, you cut an angle, you go. Um, I felt like they, that cardio got to them and then they just could not continue <laughs> to to press. They, they did really well and then they were like, ah, I got nothing. Um, but to their credit, they finished their rounds in uh, second and third place, so... To EP Eric Perez and uh, Angelo, congratulations um, on getting that first fight under your belts. Uh, looking forward to the future for you guys, man. Just got to keep working. Still just starting out. And let's get to the star of the show. Keanu McKenzie. Um, this young man has been with me now, shoot, I don't even know, two years? Maybe two years, year and a half, almost two years. But the real deal is he had an important fight before his main event fight for the for the championship. And the important fight had to do with, you know, a gym bad blood situation. We had a fighter, uh, there's a fighter here in Miami that he is, listen, I, he's aggressive. He is a hard head. He refuses to stop. Um, all of those things, which are fantastic things for inside an actual fight. But they are not things when you're trying, not fantastic things in the gym when you're trying to learn and grow. For sure, you should have hard sparrings, but yo, this dude wants to spar and blast and fight. Like he just wants to fight. There is no training, it's just fight. Uh, reminding, reminds me a little bit of a, like a Vandalay Silva type that, you know, if you go watch Vandalay Silva tapes from when he's like training in the gym, he's like beating guys' asses. I mean, it just is what it is. And he reminds me of that. So this gentleman came to my gym uh, a while back, him and Keanu are roughly the same size. 
and they had a few heavy heated sparring sessions and the last one was so heated that I had to really, I had to break him up. And I think that was the last time he was at the gym. Um, but they were matched in this fight and I'm going to go through all of this. So Keanu put on a masterful performance. It wasn't like in the gym when they were just brawling out and it was ego. Keanu used everything he knew from the brawls, everything he's learned since then. Uh, he was definitely technical. He landed clean, clean shots. He listened to everything I said. In between rounds, I told him, listen, you're, you're doing really well with, with one attack. Let's add, let's do two attacks. Like I've been calling two attacks. Let's go two attacks now. Don't just, don't settle because you're landing. You got to continue. Once he added two attacks, I mean, I think that it was basically the the road to the end because um, as heavy as the shots that uh, the, the fighter's name is Will was throwing, Keanu was evading them, uh, pivoting, countering, catching, countering, slipping, countering, and then attacking heavy uh, directly. And man, I'm telling you, this kid, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. He took second place in this event, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Last year, he took first place. This year, he took second place. I think he got cold, and I think part of that was just us being respectful and honorable martial artists. As the guy that that this fighter fought before, Will fought before, he's going to be in the final fighting Keanu, and in his previous fight with Will, he got uh, booted in the balls. I mean, like 50-yard... 50-yard field goal booted. So we just gave him as much time as he could he, he could to rest. And um, I think in that time, Keanu got um, cold. You know, we kind of didn't know how this was going to go. I kind of thought right before the fight, I was like, man, this dude might come out guns blazing. He looked definitely like he was not doing well, but he might come out guns blazing. And he did. He came out. He landed some heavy shots on Keanu early. Won the first round. Keanu started to come back in the second round, but couldn't really get his timing in. But um, I, don't, I can't remember that kid's name, but he fought a tremendous fight. And after what he went through, dude, you deserve every bit of that. Um, we'll be back. We'll see that. We'll see that fight hopefully down in the future, maybe in the amateurs and maybe in the pros. You never know. Those two guys were going at it. Um, but man, oof, he got booted hard. So uh, the thing about that Keanu fight, though, with Will, the earlier fight where he was so amazing is, number one, it's hard to have two of those performances. And when I say masterful, I'm not kidding. It was a beautiful performance to watch. Um, he handled handled this so well because the dude was like a bull and throwing strong, hard techniques, which he just, it was as if he could see everything that was happening well before it was going to happen. So I think it's similar to like watching or listening to people say, oh, you know, the two best teams in the NFL, for instance, maybe in the same division or the NBA are in the same division. And so when they play, that's the real championship, right? Or the real Super Bowl. And I feel like um, what Keanu had with Will was in a was was in a bad was in a bad blood kind of thing situation. They definitely, you know, earned some respect after. Keanu earned his Will's respect after, and I'm sure Will earn uh, Keanu's respect. Something like that. Um, anyway, I think that was Keanu's sort of Super Bowl. So it was hard for him after that emotional fight to kind of get up for the last fight and then having to wait a long time and like, you know, all of that kind of played into it. But 
by the time he actually was like, oh shit, we're back fighting again, it was already sort of too late and he had already taken some shots that, you know, weren't gonna, weren't, he was gonna have a hard time coming back from to win the fight. Uh, judges had already kind of, oh, this guy's going that direction and Keanu couldn't get his timing back, so that was it. But overall, I am so damn happy to, first of all, be able to go get a fight. Uh, second of all, for my guys to go out there and show, you know, some heart and some will and some willpower and to go out there and just express themselves, man. I'm stoked about it. So we'll be back. We'll be back for that. Don't forget, if you want to stop by the gym, you got to hit us up, luckysmt.com, or you can drop me a line at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram. Uh, we do it this way because we want to make sure that we get everybody in uh, that's starting out on one day. That's the trial class day. And then from there, you can decide whether we're the right fit for you or you're the right fit for us and whether or not you want to join and be a part of this family. We are growing exponentially. Uh, so the classes are filling up pretty quickly now. We have had a lot of women call this week that are that want to learn Muay Thai. So that's been pretty crazy and, and caught a big change. We used to have a lot of women in the classes and then all of a sudden we didn't and now we do again. So we're going to address that, I think, by maybe adding a women's class coming up pretty soon. Um, anyway, if you want to stop by, you know what to do. And moving on, this is my conversation with Eric Faden, who fought on Saturday and is the owner of Faden Meat Company. And so he's just going to talk a little bit about his company, about grass-fed, grass-finished meat, and what that kind of means. I hope you enjoy the conversation and um, I'll see you soon. Welcome back. What's up people? I got my man, Eric Faden. He is a man of many talents. Um, one of which was fighting this weekend. Uh, really proud of him. He did a great job. He went in, in there like a madman, which most people do not. Most people go in there very ah, sketchy, but he went in there like a madman. Um, he is also a realtor and he is also the owner of Faden Meat Company. And this dude, uh, like I said, he does it all. So welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for having me. Morning, I Lucky. The, I, I, hear you, I hear your boy in the background. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my dog crying. Mine's doing the same. He's been doing it all morning. I don't know what's going on. Maybe they know something we don't know. <laughs> um, so I brought you on not just to say, you know, congratulations for the fight. You know what I mean? You did a great job. But also to talk about the meat company. So... You do grass-fed, grass-finished beef. You deliver it. You take orders. You make sure people get good product. So first of all, tell me a little bit about the business. Right. So um, a couple of years ago, I had, I had transitioned from uh, actually a vegetarian uh, and vegan background into eating more uh, meat that was raised properly, uh, humanely treated, and if there is a movement of people that care about the quality of their food, where it's coming from, how it's processed, how it's made, and all of the other things that come with that, which isn't just nutrition, it's also the politics and the economics and the ethics of things, I definitely consider myself to be part of that movement. And I've always been kind of, you know, caring a lot about those things. And um, so... Like I said, coming from a from a animal welfare perspective, I started to realize that there is another way that it, it doesn't need to be uh, okay. Um, you know, these versions of hippie vegetarianism and whatever and 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 whatnot is there is a way that that animals can be treated properly, the meat can be processed uh, the right way, and it can result in a more nutritious product 
for our human bodies. Let me let me let her out. Yeah, let him out, man. Let him out. He wants to be part of the show. Let me see him. All right. So where was I? So there is another way where animals can be treated properly, and what results is a food that's much more nutritious for the human body. And a lot of the excess stuff that we get out of this factory farming model that again, is bad for our environment, is bad for the people that are around them, is bad for the people eating the food, is bad for right. the animals that are treated right. so, so badly, can be cut out when we sort of return to food systems that are the way they should be. And uh, this was very attractive to me. And I saw that when an, an, when an animal is fed its native diet and it's allowed to graze and live, care, live freely, it creates a product that is, again, much healthier for us. So right. grass-fed, grass-finished meat is free of all the antibiotics and all the steroids that are given to a lot of the factory-formed meat. And it, it has a uh, higher omega-3 fatty acid content than right. conventionally raised beef. Um, so it lowers so cholesterol. And right. So it's way less inflammatory better. and it's way better on the body. And then so kind of cold turkey, I almost switched over and just – started doing this kind of carnivore diet thing where I was basically surviving off of meat only um, for long extended periods of time. And I was feeling great. Um, and then I actually did that too for a very short time. And I, I definitely saw um, results where I wasn't as sore. Um, I knew I wasn't having as much inflammation and my body felt different. Um, I, I didn't do it for long periods like you. You're, you go, you go a long, a long time doing crazy things. But I love you for that. But I definitely did see a difference. Um, so, do you think that you, it's necessary to eat meat? I would say um, no, not for not for all people. Um, I'd say it's probably optimal for most people, but no. Um, I definitely think it is necessary to have at least some animal products in the diet. So um, I think if, if, if humans weren't able to supplement because of our technology and whatnot, I think the vegan diet is uh, probably not very optimal at all for almost anybody um, because there are some things that are missing that we can get from uh, fish and eggs. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, no, I, I don't, I don't promote this as, as everybody has to do what I do, which is good. Minimum two pounds of beef every day. It's kind of excessive. Yeah, that's a little bit much. I'm just kidding. I'm glad you recognize that, but no, but it's great what you're doing. It's great that you chose to do this as also as a company, but, um, I'm kind of fascinated with it. You know, I kind of go back and forth in my diets. I'm usually, I'm sometimes eating a, a pretty crappy one and then yeah. I'll eat you know, uh, heavy in the meat and veggies. And then for a while I'll just do, you know, light fish and, and veggies and that kind of salads and that kind of stuff. So I kind of bounce around and it basically, I do it depending on how I'm feeling. I definitely feel better <laughs> when I'm not eating the shit. So, yeah. you know, I, I think ultimately what it boils down to is what's, what's right and what's best for your own body, um, and how you're feeling. And if you're going to eat meat to try to eat it, um, as clean as possible, uh, with the, with healthy fats and grass fed and grass finished, like that's always the best way. Uh, I'm hoping sometime in the future, we'll see a, some sort of transition where we're able to do that on a mass scale. I don't know if you can do that, 
right? Because then it just, it maybe becomes factory farming in a weird way. They'll figure out a way to make it factory farming, right? But right. yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that, you know, everybody has to sort of do these things as they feel. And, and if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you should try to do it in a way that's healthier for you, for the environment, for the animal. And, um, that's dope, man. Fade meat no, company. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, definitely the, the entire, you know, diabetes and obesity epidemic got me really impassioned over these kinds of things. And that needs to be taken seriously. And it has, it, it's relevant to everything. Uh, we, 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 the, the cost of these sort of uh, burdens on the system or our healthcare system will be paid for by everybody. And, um, you know, if, when it comes to Corona, we saw that, uh, the people that had those pre-existing conditions had much worse outcomes and things like For that. Sure. So, um, I'm definitely, uh, I have like a phobia of, of, of getting it in. You, you see me at the gym it, nothing with any sugar whatsoever. Almost. Yeah, ever. I know. I know. So, uh, I think, I think it's important to keep that kind of stuff in mind and, um, just whether you're doing some kind of paleo or low carb or even a, a vegetarian diet, we, 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 we're eating in a way that our bodies are not really used to eating because we haven't let the evolution catch up to all of these foods that are introduced to us. Oh, for and sure. And I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it'll catch up because the foods that we are presenting in a mass scale are not healthy. Right. They're not healthy. So our, I don't know our, if our bodies will ever try to catch up to that. It's the, right. the reason why we have all the diseases because our bodies are fighting against these right. things that are out there. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a toxic environment when it comes to food, for, for sure. sure. All right, so so let's get off of Fade Me Company just for a second because okay. I want to know how you feel now that you've experienced fighting versus how you felt. Come here, boy. Come here. Come here. He's whining too, man. Come here. Um, how you feel now versus how you felt before. I know we've had many conversations about how it's different inside the actual competition, whether that's a mat, a ring, a cage, whatever, than it is as a fan looking from the outside. So now that you've been in there and you've experienced sort of the everything moving fast and slow at the same time, yeah. <laughs> the blur of, you know, sometimes you catch people screaming, sometimes you can hear the refs, sometimes, but you don't really fathom it all, especially on that first time. How do you feel now? Honestly, I feel great, man. I, I, I thought there would be, uh, you know, 48 hours after some kind of come down. But, um, you know, that was Saturday. This is Thursday morning. I'm, I feel almost entirely positive about it. You know, I, uh, yeah, I, I picked up a little bit of hardware. Shout out to Komodo. He had it ready. <laughs> I was on deck. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. I well, like my it. second place finish uh, in the 160 to 165, <laughs> 135 pound class. All right. Look at him. Big smiles. That's great, man. No, I mean, definitely. If, if I, if I had to tell someone that hasn't fought and now I have, I would say the speed is, is definitely the biggest thing that you have to almost rely on these kind of like inherent right fibers to do things that because I, I I didn't really see much and, and I know going forward I'll, I'll see more because I see more now than I used to before when I just started but um, it was it was fast it was a blur very fast yeah 
Yeah. And then also, you know, you go to the corner and, and you're in the corner for a second. And then before you know it, you're right back out there again. You're like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. And it's fast again. And then when and then it's like, fast. Like 10 seconds. Yeah. And it's like fast and slow at the same time, right? It's like this weird thing, this weird vibe where it's like, it feels like this is going forever, but it's going so fast. Yeah. But, um, and I don't care who or what you're doing before or who you're sparring with. The hits are way harder. It's a different feel, right? I, I tell, I'll tell people this all the time. I'm going to say it on here too. When you, um, we could spar in the gym and we could go hard, right? I could, let's say I hit you at 80% shot and you feel it, but it doesn't feel the same as somebody that hits you with an 80% shot that doesn't like you or that's trying to knock you out or trying to hurt you because the inner, the energy inside of them is different. That like transfer of that thing is just different. The intent is different on the punch, right? The intention. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, at the gym, I'm, I'm sparring with people that are almost exclusively bigger than me. And I fought a guy the same size as me. And those hits with malice are a different level. A different thing, man. Well, dude, I'm so glad, first of all, to have you on and be able to talk about it. Once again, it's Fade and Meat Company. Where, do, where can they find you? Tell me where they can find you everywhere because you got like 8 million vibes happening. So everything. It's uh, fadeandmeat.com. Fade in uh, Instagram at Fade in Miko. This is our, you know, anytime you get an order, you're going to get one of these little cards that tells you all about our company, what our, um, I guess the mantra, you know, the, if, if, if it's not grass fed, grass finished, pasture raised, you mainly treat it antibiotic free, hormone free, and steroid free. We're not messing with it. So anything yeah. you get is going to be that. Um, we do everything. We have beef, we have pork, we have chicken, we have lamb, we have venison, turkey, gator, eggs. Um, I have, you know, I have the eggs here to show off. They are these types that you get in the store. Yo, real talk. I've had them. They are delicious. Yep. And I put together a little, a little, um, Lucky's Muay Thai pack that includes... A big pack of skirt steak, a pound of ground beef. Oh, that's what's up. Our um, grass-fed beef chorizos. Oh, snap. And a pack of chicken thighs. And the total for that is $35. That's what's up, man. That's a beautiful pack. What's the LMT pack, right? Make sure y'all hit him up. Pack. Make sure I hit him up. Get that LMT pack. My guy, yeah. man, I love you, brother. I'm proud of you. I'm I'm really happy to have you on the show to talk about this. And also because you do so many things. Um, I'll be reaching out again to you in the future. We're gonna talk some other stuff. Maybe we'll talk real estate. We'll talk properties. You know what I mean? We'll talk more fighting. We'll talk Ooh. more meat. Oh, this dude is ah, he's got every he's always on deck. Ah, here's everything. My card. Yeah, I got you. Yo, I love you, brother. I hope you have a fantastic day. Faden, me company, Eric Faden is in the house. I'll see you at the gym. Yes, sir. All right, that was my conversation with uh, Eric Faden. Uh, remember, if you want to get in touch with him, hit him up at Faden Meat Co. Uh, or FadenMeatCompany.com and grab some of that grass-fed, grass-finished meat if you're into that. If you're not, it's all good. Ain't no sweat. Uh, don't forget, hit that like, hit that subscribe, share with your buddies, hit the notification bell. Uh, once again, shout out to Dogface208 for putting out that vibe. Uh, I'm still vibing off of it. I love y'all. Have a beautiful week. 
It is okay. It is okay. Don't stress, man. Pay attention to what's going on in the world. Love your brothers and sisters. Respect your brothers and sisters. And I hope they do all the same for you. I love y'all. I'm out. Peace.